Hey, everybody. Cole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and welcome to the Vibrant Coaching Podcast. I am really excited to be with you this morning, but then again, I'm pretty much stay excited. It's one of my mental models that I have, and today we're going to talk about mental models because I work with people all week long, and it's like they are stuck, and I don't understand um, why they don't adopt a new, fresh mental model. What I understand is that a lot of people have their brain stuck in a booby trap that is blocking their success. And so we want to start out our blog talk radio show today by talking about, you know, what are you thinking? I mean, haven't you, like, experienced in, in, in something with somebody else and you look at them and how they handled the situation and you ask yourself, what are they thinking? And that is a very good question. And the more powerful question is, how is that person thinking? Or better yet, let's turn the mirror inward. Instead of looking at how everybody else thinks, let's turn the mirror inward today, do a little self-assessment, which you know is the S in the SHINE coaching methodology. And let's take a look at how am I thinking? Because the reality of our world, the reality of our existence is that our thinking our quality of thinking creates our world. So just think about it. What runs through your mind runs your world. So today, I, Nicole, the vibrant coach, am going to explore with you your thought life. You'll learn about mental models, and we're going to talk about managing your brain booby traps, and we're going to talk about making lemonade. Uh, the individual who can master their own recipe for turning a sour situation into a sweet one lives a vibrant life. And I thought talking about lemonade on the first, like in my mind, official, my way of thinking, the official opening of summer is, you know, this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So um, you should be mixing up a new way of thinking and maybe a big, beautiful pitcher of lemonade uh, and go outside and enjoy yourself. So let's move into the weekend, into the summer with a fresh new way of thinking. So again, what are you thinking and how are you thinking? So just think about it. What runs through your mind runs your world. Let me say that again. What runs through your mind runs your world. So, for example, um, I had an epiphany at the last Shine Retreat. Uh, many of you know and many of you have attended the Shine Retreats that I have with Ann Sturette, who is my mentor up in Statesville, North Carolina. She has a beautiful retreat house. You should check it out. Um, she offers her own workshops as well at www.thelydiagroup.com. Check that out. And up at the farm on 50 acres of beautiful land, as you're pulling on to the property, uh, your mind shifts. You start thinking, this place is beautiful. And so when you find yourself in a beautiful place in the environment, uh, immediately your mind goes to a much higher, better place, right? You know you're, you know you're in for something amazing. So anyway, you pull into the Starrett Farm and you have a whole day at the Shine Retreat where you are working on uh, the Shine methodology, which is self-assessment, habit work, integrity work, next right steps and energy, S-H-I-N-E. And so we were doing um, this process of self-coaching up there, which was our self-assessment exercise uh, for the um, event in May. And we'll probably touch on it again in August. So mark your calendar now for August 26th. But we were turning there inward. And this idea that whatever runs through your mind creates your world totally came to me because I was completely Yes, me, the vibrant coach, I was complaining about, um, you know, putting on a bathing suit and stepping into summer, right, when, you know, I have a 
uh, 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 an anxiety about, you know, the way I'm showing up, you know, my physical form. And I'm, I don't guess, but maybe, let's see, most of you out there have these same worries. So this is very relevant for all of us. So I was thinking about, you know, what is getting in the way? What is keeping me stuck or booby-trapped, um, you know, in this place where I can't get my, you know, nutrition under control? And so one of the epiphanies I had is that I watch an incredible, incredible amount of Food Network. Like this is, you know, my kind of source of, you know, mindless entertainment. When I want to shut down my thinking and just kind of enjoy myself, I find myself turning on the Food Network, but here's the problem. If you watch Food Network all day long and you think about food, guess what you're going to do? You're going to eat because the thoughts that you have are directly, directly connected to uh, the actions that you take because whatever you fill your brain with, your brain is going to be a perfect servant and it is going to serve you up exactly what you're thinking about. So we want to be really, really cognizant or have cognition or thinking about the way that we think. So what runs through your mind runs your world. So I have turned off the Food Network, okay? So that's the good news. So like, duh, turn off the Food Network, and then you can get your head in the game. So I'm trying to put other things in my mind, like I'm trying to read things about healthy eating, and I'm trying to watch uh, other television shows. That help me think about getting my body in shape. So uh, what runs through your mind runs your world. So in the present moment, as we're even talking about this, you know, you have habitual ways of thinking. And these ways of thinking are what I like to call mental models. And they provide direction and shape our outcomes. Let me say that again. There are ways of thinking, and so those ways of thinking are what are called mental models. They're like adopted, like little filters or models that we run information through as we move through the world and we find ourselves in different environments. And these mental models that we harbor, hold on to, or have placed in our brain provide direction and shape our outcomes. And if you have positive, uplifting, appreciative, well-connected mental models, live what I love to call a vibrant life. So if Nicole Greer says she wants to have like major nutrition in her life and she wants to feel good in her body, then she needs to be putting information into her brain that edify that, right? So the thinking that I do, the information I take in, and the outcome that I want all have to be in sync or you are going to find yourself in a booby trap. And, you know, I looked up the definition of booby trap on Google, which is where everybody looks at everything, and I found out that the word booby means idiot, okay? And I was like, whoa, hey, that's a little harsh, but is it? I mean, if you want to have good nutrition, should you be watching Food Network? No, you idiot. You should not be doing that. And and so sometimes we need a little harsh push in the right direction, and the word uh, booby comes from a Spanish word, bobo, which is actually uh, a name for a clown. Are you with me? I was like, oh, my gosh, this is for real, people. So stop clowning around. Stop being an idiot. Hello. And um, get your head in the game about the information you take in versus the information uh, that you want to come out of you or the result that you want to come out of you. So we need to really get out of these booby traps. So these mental models are really, really important to take a look at. Now, 
it's a negative, depressing, and neglectful mental model, which is the opposite, don't miss that, of positive, uplifting, and appreciative, okay? You are going to have an environment uh, and a life where you process things apathetically, right? So uh, one of my most unfavorite things in the world is somebody who is in an apathetic state of mind. And hello, I've been there. So when I'm there, I don't like it. And when I'm around other people, I really (laughs) because here's the thing about mental models is that mental models are, uh, are hugely contagious. They're hugely contagious. So if you're around other people who have really poor apathetic mental models, you're going to be adopting them, just like if you watch Food Network, you eat, okay? If you're around negative people, you're going to be negative. If you're around people who have, um, you know, a model of the world and they think that people are that are different from them are bad, you know, you're going to have the same biases. If you are around people who, you know, think things are hard and difficult and, you know, there are so many obstacles in the world, you know, you're going to view the world the exact same way. And so you've got to be around really, really great, great, great people who bring you up the feeling scale and who say, you know, I think things are possible and the future is bright and we can do amazing things in the world. Uh, That is the group of people you need to be around. You know, I I spoke at the Davie County Chamber of Commerce women's event about a month ago. And hello, Davie County out there. I really really enjoyed being with these ladies. Uh, when I walked into the venue, which was the Windmock over in Bermuda Run, North Carolina, right outside of Winston-Salem, first of all, it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, my, I did my keynote speech, Shine, and there were mugs at every seat that said, you know, Shine on them and it, yellow flowers. It was very, very happy. And when the women walked into that environment, they lit up because of the environment. Hello. Number two, they, you know, were excited to be there, excited to learn, and um, excited to take in a message. And so that the mental model was so contagious in that environment. The women were so happy uh, to be there and so eager to learn, so hungry for some information. And, and it just set up the day so beautifully. So this one woman and the audience came up to me after I gave my keynote, Shine, and one of the things that I said in my talk is I said, you know, you're the product of the five people that you hang around. And so, you know, if you're hanging around people who, you know, are not moving the needle in their lives, they're not lit up with energy and excited about some kind of um, idea about their future uh, and living really purposefully and beautifully in the present, you know, you're not going to have that kind of life. You know, you're the product of those folks. And so, like, if your group wants to go drink wine and complain about life, that's exactly the kind of life you're going to have, you know, this drunken trip, <laughs> you know, to have having, um, you know, no future because you're wallowing in the present, you know. So this thing about it being contagious is absolutely ginormous. So here's a, here's a bonus tip. comes from the Shine Talk. Uh, surround yourself with some vibrant people. Okay, uh, listening to this podcast is probably a really good first step, and then you need to find people who who want this kind of life, one that's lit up from within with vision and mission and purpose and all those kind of things. 
So we want to really, really be careful about mental models because they can be contagious. So the mental models that you use on a daily basis are either conscious or unconscious. And many of our mental models have been adopted from our environment. And again, mental models are contagious. And here's the deal. They can serve you or they can slay you. So think about this. You may be harboring biases. You might have a blind spot and you may be stuck in some brain booby trap. But don't fret. Here's the deal. The good news is is that mental models can be chosen. They can be chosen. You can, like, choose a mental model. You can choose a way to move in the day. And you can, you can set up some thinking process uh, that helps you determine, do I say yes to this or do I say no to this? Uh, so a person living a vibrant life practices metacognition. And metacognition is a big fancy word, but this is what it means. It means that you can have an awareness and an understanding of your own thought process. And and listening to this, you'll experience this very phenomenon. You're going to be thinking about how you're thinking just because you're listening to this podcast. So consider this brain booby trap. This is just one brain booby trap that I'm going to talk about today. And then I am like, I've got this energy, this excitement about figuring out what are all the booby traps that people fall into. So if you come up with one, if you can think of one, I wish you would reach out to me at Nicole at the vibrantcoach.com or on the blog talk radio platform. You could leave a comment and let me know. I would love that. Or if you would go on to www.vibrantcoaching.com, this will also be posted under our blog on there, and you can leave me a comment there as well. And, if, and of course, we've got a whole archive of all the blog talk radio shows and uh, blogs from myself and the other Vibrant Coaches um, are putting together some fabulous material to help you get your mental models um, correct and get you going in the right direction. So, so here's the thing. Uh, this first brain booby trap I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to give it this title. It's called When Bad Things Happen, You Choose to have a bad day. Listen to those words again. When bad things happen, you choose to have a bad day. And so here's what I know. Bad things are going to happen to good people. You've heard this before, right? And and I'm not saying, you know, some kind of Pollyanna, you know, everything will be okay. I mean, I know some of you are really up against um, challenging things. I get it. I mean, I've had clients this year uh, who have had, uh, cancer, who have had, um, you know, things happen to them they never imagined. You know, people die in their lives. I mean, the worst of the worst, people with financial troubles, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, and I'm not immune either. But here is what I know. Uh, not only do bad things happen to good people, it is also true that when life gives you lemons, you can make lemonade. I mean, I I totally embrace that, and I know it's kind of, you know, kitschy, and it is, um, you know, something that's been thrown around for a lot of years, but it is absolutely true. So making lemonade is a mental model, and the process for making lemonade is really simple, okay? So here we are back talking about food, but bear with me. Um, you look at the ingredient you've been given, and you assess what you have to work with. So while lemons are sour, they contain a brightness and an that wakes you up, wakes up your mouth and demands your attention. And when you taste a lemon, immediately you want to squelch the sour taste. Okay, don't miss that. It's almost like that sour taste is um, 
on purpose. Like the creator made it so that you would react to it, right? <laughs> so that you would like go, oh, my gosh, that is so sour. And it would wake up your brain. And immediately you want to rectify the fact that you have this sour taste in your mouth. Something rises up inside of you like this energy or this spirit and you want to add something sweet to counteract the sour. And you want to, make, you want to add something to, you know, get the taste out of your mouth to make, make it easier to swallow. And so what do you do? I mean, in a moment of inspiration, you think, add sugar, add water, make lemonade, and voila. Uh, you know, there you are uh, with something much better as a result. And don't miss this. When you add the sugar and you add the water and you make the lemonade, um, it actually quenches your thirst. It is um, edifying and makes you feel better and, and takes you up the feeling scale. So, so that is the way it is with life. You're going to have sour event, uh, events that will wake you up and demand your attention. But instead of being trapped, you could just simply follow the recipe that you know. You've known this recipe since your mother or your grandmother or your father or whoever in your life first taught you how to make lemonade. I think that's like a standard operating procedure for raising a child is to put, you know, a lemonade in their life, right? Like you've got the lemonade stand experience you've probably had or the Kool-Aid experience. You know, if you've ever tasted Kool-Aid before you had the sugar in the water, it is the same way. So before you can go out into the world, and sell your product, sell your world, excuse me, sell yourself in the world, you know, you're going to have to learn to make some lemonade. So so here is the recipe for success. Here's how you overcome the brain trap of, you know, when bad things happen, um, you choose to have a bad day. Instead, you're going to do this recipe for success, which is make lemonade. So here it is. I want you to notice, 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 notice that you have a sour taste in your mouth. Okay, so so this is metaphorical, so bear with me. All right, so here's the deal. What are you consistently complaining about or, or harboring, like, a bad attitude about? That is a sour taste in your mouth, right? So I want you to definitely take stock of your environment and assess what you have going on, and then inside of that situation, take a look at what do I have to work with. There is always raw material to work with in your situation. There's usually people. There's usually an element of time. And then, of course, there is some energy in your environment. It's, it could be within you. It could be something that you could harness. Uh, you could go find some information, whatever it is. But take stock of your environment and assess what you have to work with. So if we're making lemonade, look, we got lemons. Oh, look, in the pantry we've got sugar. Look, we've got water in the tap. Take a look around, uh, you know, even if you're in a very sour situation and say, what here can I work with? What are the raw materials? Take stock. Now, the second part of your recipe for success is add something sweet. So add a strategy to counter and correct the situation. Okay, so, you know, you've heard this old adage, you know, like yin and yang, right? So uh, for everything that's sour, there's usually something very, very uh, sweet. For something positive, there's a negative. For something, you know, uh, there's an opposite, right? So it's like a battery. You got a positive end and a negative end. And so your your goal is just to find the thing that counteracts what is sour. So add something sweet to your raw material, okay? That's really important. Now, the third thing that you can do is you can add 
something that makes the situation easier to swallow. Usually, if we can figure out a way to put a system in place where we don't find ourselves in this particular situation again or we devise some kind of way that helps us avoid the sour taste in our mouth altogether, that is usually a very, very good thing, and we can start moving in a better direction. So here's the here is a very good example. So I'm just going to go back to, uh, you know, kind of my Food Network thing I was talking about at the beginning. Now, while I love Food Network, uh, if I say, you know, that I want to be, you know, really fit, have great nutrition, and live in this very, very, very vibrant way, and i got to tell you, I've been struggling with uh, food and nutrition since third grade, been on a diet since third grade. It is, that is enough. I'm 49 years old. It's time to get over it. So if if I say I want that, okay, um, I'm going to have to take stock of my environment, and that's why I turned off the Food Network. Okay, now the second thing is add something sweet, right? So one of the things that I'm going to do in my life, so instead of, you know, making myself happy by eating, I'm going to try to make myself happy with some other self-care, right? So um, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to run into the arms of my family. So instead of letting uh, food give me a hug or a kiss, I'm going to go to my family and uh, my daughter, my dog, my husband, and I'm going to go to them and I'm going to ask them to hold me and give me a kiss and make me feel better. And that is going to be my new sweet thing. So I'm going to really, really, really rely on um, getting my um, my feedback from the people in my life. The other thing I'm going to do is um, I am going to uh, take on hot tea as like a thing that's going to buffer between me and the food, right? So I think sometimes when I move towards food, you may have the same thing. I... I'm, I'm looking for somebody to, I'm looking for something to love me, right, or, or an opportunity to slow down or an excuse to stop working. And so if I can go to the hot tea in a great place, in a comfortable place, and just sit and hold the teacup and be with it and enjoy the idea of just slowing down for a moment, that, I think, is is what I'm really craving. I'm not really craving food. I'm craving an opportunity to slow down and be still. So I am going to do that. And then the final thing, which is I'm going to develop a system for creating movement in a better direction. So, uh, you know, structure and system is so, so important in our lives. And so one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to put together, I have, I don't know about y'all, but I have a, you know, default list of favorite, you know, things to cook when, when I need to, you know, medicate myself with food. And so instead of that, I'm going to find things that I can enjoy that are very, very healthy but bring just as much satisfaction. So I'm going to put together kind of like a recipe list and that's going to be my system that's going to help me move forward, all right? So, you know, we're going into, you know, the summer and I invite you to join me and uh, live this more vibrant life. You know, stop, you know, making, uh, you know, the sour taste in your mouth go on and on and on. Instead, let's make some lemonade. So it's Memorial Day weekend, and I'm going to leave you with these parting thoughts for the whole weekend. You're going to have an opportunity to slow down, take it easy, and enjoy yourself. Uh, These words come from Gandhi, and, um, you know, he was like a major guru. And here's what he said. He said, you know, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, 
they become character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. So it's time. It's time to make lemonade. So put some really great things in your brain. Get the sour taste out of your mouth. And uh, I'm going to be having a glass of um, beautiful lemonade this weekend. I hope you'll join me. <laughs> 